welcome to today's Create the Courage to be Fearless podcast. And I want to thank you for joining me. My name is Anita Matu and I am a mindset coach and a mentor. Every Tuesday, I'll be releasing a new podcast episode, which will either be a conversation with a courageous guest, a solo episode with me, or a masterclass full of insightful nuggets and wisdom. Each episode is designed to inspire you and help you discover and connect with that place of courage within you. So whether you're a first-time listener or you are one of my regular subscribers, I want to thank you for taking the time to join me. Now let's get started with this week's episode. Being honest with yourself and seeing those qualities, admitting and accepting those qualities that you maybe didn't want to deal with throughout your life, or you were feeling ashamed of, or you maybe they made you feel less than. And looking those uh, flaws, or dragons I like to call them, in the eye, and realizing that you are what you are in part thanks to those qualities as well. And if you go even further uh, down that road, Eventually, you discover that actually your true value lies in those things which were so hard to accept maybe before. Uh, very often, it's it's our struggles and our challenges that mm-hmm. give us that value that we have to carry to the world. So I believe that those dragons or those flaws, they're not your enemies. They're our friends if you have the courage to, to, to work with them properly. Today's guest is the fabulous Christina mand Lichiani an international speaker, entrepreneur, artist, philanthropist, and mother of two kids. As a co-founder of Mindvalley, a leading publisher in the personal growth industry, Christina dedicated the last 17 years of her career from teachers like Mike Beckwith, Bob Proctor, Lisa Nichols, and many more. She started her career in a government office in her native Estonia and in her mid-twenties achieved a level of success, mostly known to male politicians at the end of their careers. It was shortly after that Christina and her husband, Vision, founded Mindvalley. Christina also is the author of three transformational quests, Seven Days to Happiness, Live by Your Own Rules, and The Art of Being Flawsome. Christina talks about her personal transformation, authenticity, understanding and accepting oneself and a path of happiness. In June, Christina releases her brand new book, Becoming Flawsome. In her book, Christina shares her own journey of being on top of a personal growth empire like Mind Valley to stepping aside consciously and coupling from her husband and walking her path towards being more honest with herself. Welcome, Christina. Thank you, Anita, for having me. It's a pleasure. I'm so excited for this. So what is one of the most courageous things you have done? After reading that, can you possibly pick one? Oh, wow, that's it. It is a surprise. <laughs> I wonder. I think. Uh, I think uh, life is a succession of uh, decisions that we make, and whether they're courageous or not, probably determ- uh, de- is defined by our perception of of the risks uh, ahead. So. Um, 
just to give uh, to give some clarification, I was born in Soviet Union and I was a um, teenager when it collapsed and a lot of things changed. So uh, something which uh, was my reality for, for all my life then suddenly turned upside down. So I guess my perception of <laughs> risk was very different from, from general uh, public. So uh, I would say that um, as soon as I uh, got into real life, from school, I started making courageous decisions about career, about uh, getting married to a person so different from me in so many aspects, moving to New York, uh, leaving my career behind. So it's been, it's been like this uh, throughout my life. But what I've noticed is that with age, it's a little scarier to take those courageous decisions yes. because our perception of risks becomes a little different. And also with the responsibilities, once you have uh, children, mortgage, <laughs> all of that, you suddenly stop risking. Yeah, definitely can take, I can understand all of that. What took you on your journey of becoming a leading publisher in the personal growth industry? Well, uh, in my personal case, it was um, just a chance. <laughs> that wasn't something which uh, I was planning. As you mentioned when you were uh, reading my bio out, I started in in the government and I mm. studied politics, in fact. Uh, and yes, my career was very quick, but that was also... Um, a peculiarity of uh, of Estonia, which had uh, just become independent, so we had we had nowhere to take people, but but the young people who, <laughs> who had the courage to to experiment and to try try new things. Uh, so that was. Personal growth and business definitely were not the paths that I envisioned for myself, but because I was married with Vision at that time and that was his passion, I just helped him along and that's how I ended up in personal growth industry. It was chance. Of course, now, 20 years down the road, it's a choice, not a chance anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, how we became leading publisher. <laughs> I think it's persistence and faith in what we were doing <laughs> because we started we started small, like everybody. And mm -hmm. yes, we, we grew, we uh, worked with... Um, with amazing people and we just uh we just matured yeah that's fantastic um and it's a great place to be in to be able to do that for sure self-development christina you you believe life is too important to take seriously and make sure to bring fun into every one of the roles as a teacher, mother, entrepreneur, philanthropist and your world traveler tell me more about that please well, um, actually, it's a quote by Oscar Wilde, and I think Wilde is an amazing, amazing author. He has a lot of uh, life wisdom, although, of course, he's a little bit um, cynical, <laughs> which I guess makes, makes him appealing to a lot of people. Uh, but he's absolutely right. Uh, life is too important to be taken seriously. And I think we very often um, we very often are paralyzed by our own fears and uh, seriousness to the point when we don't enjoy it. But in the end of the day, that's the only thing we have. So if we don't enjoy the journey, then uh, what's the point of the journey? Uh, I like to quote... Mm. Uh, I believe I'm quoting Buddhist monks, at least it's Buddhist wisdom, that uh, don't wash dishes or don't do dishes uh, for the sake of dishes to become clean. Do it for the sake of doing dishes. And I think that's the thing that a lot of us misunderstand. We are in a race uh, trying to achieve a certain destination where the journey itself is uh, is what matters the destination mm -hmm. in the end and i'm sorry if it sounds a little dark but in the end the destination is the same to all of us so mm -hmm. uh, how much do you enjoy uh, the the 
dance of life. That's, that's what's important. That's why I think fun is important and fun. Of course, uh, we think it's not serious or it's not compatible with achieving goals, with, uh, with being successful, but who says so? You know, we yeah. come up with rules. We come up with the rules and then we insist that the whole le- uh, world lives in the same paradigm. And our paradigm is that success is something dreary. It requires sweat and blood and tears and hard work and no ounce of fun or anything in it, mm. which is uh, such a strange paradigm to live in. Um, yeah. So I, I don't, I, I don't like it. It doesn't work for me. So I refuse to do things which uh, I don't thoroughly enjoy. Of course, that doesn't mean that you don't have to work hard and uh, do boring things from time to time. Of course you do, yeah. but it can't be our default regime. That's my point, I guess. Yeah, definitely. And I can totally understand that. Absolutely. Yeah. And why wouldn't you want fun in everything you do? <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, life, of course, has a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, facets that it shows to us. Uh, and, um, and when I say that life is to be enjoyed, I mean it not just, uh, the moments of pure joy and, uh, and leisure kind of fun. Uh, we enjoy, uh, challenges as well. Mm-hmm. If, uh, if we mm-hmm. didn't, we wouldn't have the whole movie industry, which is based on people overcoming challenges, uh, or, or the books for that matter. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's how do you define success? How do you define seriousness or professionalism? How do you define, uh, enjoyment? It's all, it's about, uh, it's all about our paradigms and our definitions. And I think that, uh, that, we have one life and it makes sense to take, take it uh, as fully as we can. Yeah, definitely. So tell me more about your philanthropist work. <laughs> uh, it's um, when I started my career, I was uh, planning to dedicate my whole life to uh, doing things not for profit, but for, mm-hmm. <laughs> for social good. And I had worked in, uh, UN and in, um, in Oxfam, which is big in UK and, um, uh, in, in a lot of, uh, NGOs and done charity on my own. Uh, at some point I wanted to start a, a foundation, but my life took me as in a different direction because business started taking more and more of my time. So mm-hmm. I'm still very passionate about, uh, social causes. So currently, um, I, of course, I always donate uh, money and occasionally time when I have a chance. But right now, my big concern is uh, is environment. So I've been uh, doing things in that direction. I finally bought an electric car and I learned to uh, ride a bike last year. <laughs> well and, uh, done. Uh, yeah, I'm about to uh, get myself uh, a worm farm. Oh wow! <laughs> so, yeah, I've been researching uh, researching a lot of those uh, those things. So mm. that, that's my current thing. But uh, it's not been a career in my case. It's more mm. been passion, something which I keep uh, keep coming back to. So I have a lot of opinions. I mean, it it was in the beginning, it was my career, but then business took over. And I believe that uh, the future is that businesses actually solve problems even if for profit, but uh, mm. we business cannot create more problems to the society. So because our business is uh, in essence, um, uh, making this world a better place, mm. I don't uh, do charity or philanthropy to um, counterbalance the damage that we do in business. I do it because I, I truly care about the causes that, that I, I deal with. Absolutely. That's beautiful. So in a moment, I'm going to ask you about your new book, 
but I absolutely love the title. Um, how did becoming flawsome? The, where did you get the title for? How did that come up? Please explain. Oh, I wish I knew. <laughs> so the word flossum is was an orphan word I found on internet. It wasn't claimed by anyone. Mm-hmm. So I just adopted it and I used it. Uh, and uh, yeah, it seems to be this wonderful word, which, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, sometimes you hear the word for the first time and you just love it. So that was uh, my first uh, love at first sight relationship with the word flossum. Uh, I believe that it's, it's um, probably is even in urban dictionary somewhere there. But I also think that flossum is this interesting concept which um, uh, which every person has to define their own flossum. Uh, because who am I to judge other people's flaws? I do not know. Mm-hmm. For some people, uh, something is a flaw. For another person, it's their strength. So, yes. um, and, uh, and for other people, it's something to, be bra- uh, to, to brag about. So every person has to define their uh, definition of flossum uh, and uh, my general direction is that being flossom is about being honest with yourself and seeing those qualities, admitting and accepting those qualities that you maybe didn't mm-hmm. want to deal with throughout your life, or you were feeling ashamed of, or you maybe they made you feel less than. And looking those uh, flaws, or dragons, I like to call them, in the eye, and realizing that you are what you are, in part, thanks to those qualities as well. And if you go even further uh, down that road, eventually uh, you discover that actually your true value lies in those things which were so hard to accept maybe uh, before. Uh, very often it's it's our struggles and our challenges that mm-hmm. give us that value that we have to carry to the world. So I believe that those dragons or those flaws, they're not your enemies, they're our friends if you have the courage to to, to work with them properly. So that's that's what I think Flawsome is about. That's fantastic. I just love it. Um, so tell me about your new book, please. That's called Becoming Flawsome. Yeah, it's, uh, it's my, um, it's my darling book baby <laughs> that I really love. And, uh, it is about finding your path back to you. Of course, it is inspired by my own experience and I do use my uh, personal life very often as an illustration, but it is a journey for each reader and, uh, the destination is unique to each reader because only you know what it means to be true to you. Mm. Uh, so, uh, it, this book is essentially a companion on this path back to you. Uh, I had walked that path and I have a very interesting brain that, uh, creates, uh, creates a curriculum around my experiences, maybe because I've been in personal growth for 20 years on the side of a publisher and producer. So Mm -hmm. uh, I see the world in that way. So because I've walked that path, because I've been in this Mm -hmm. industry, I actually created a whole bunch of tools and and exercises and questions and reflection points that can help you along this path. That's fantastic. And in your new book, you do share your notes on how you too lost yourself and how you dedicated to reclaim your authenticity. Can you tell me more about that without giving too much away? Because, oh, we'll all be lining up to buy the book. I don't, I don't worry to give too much away because <laughs> it's quite in, intensely packed. I actually um, have uh, that strange quality. A vision you, uh, tells me very often, you have to explain yourself. Not everybody things like you very quickly. <laughs> so uh, that, that it, it has a lot of stuff there. Uh, but uh, yes, of course, my journey was inspired. Uh, I mean, this book is inspired by, by my own journey. And I believe uh, 
that my journey is very relatable to a lot of people. I have been a perfectionist and an ambitious person all my life. Uh, a lot of the people who are into personal growth, who listen to podcasts, who look for teachers, who start businesses, who do coaching or whatnot, who work on themselves, uh, they are uh, very often just like that. Perfectionists, ambitious, uh, go-getters, you know, people who wouldn't just sit and wait for the life to happen to them. So I know this path and I did that too. And being perfectionist and a good girl, uh, of course, I was ticking all the right boxes until at the age of 40, I realized that despite doing all the right things and going, you know, following the tutorial to success to the dot, I somehow didn't feel content. Mm. which would have been half the problem, uh, I actually felt very guilty for not feeling happy enough. Good. And that was the painful part because one thing is, uh, is just admitting, okay, I achieved my goal and I'm not so happy. The other thing is telling yourself, but you shouldn't be not so happy. What's wrong with you? Shame on you. You are like, you have everything. How, how dare you? So that oh, was the yeah. harder part. Uh, and, uh, from there, my, uh, my journey moved from from being behind the scenes in personal growth because I was, as I said, an entrepreneur and a, a producer. Mm-hmm. I wasn't uh, an author, but that kind of triggered uh, my journey into becoming an author because I started asking myself questions and looking for answers and uh, the message matured in me and I couldn't hold it in. So I actually realized that I have to make, make the switch because now now I have something to say uh, something of my own. And, uh, and that's why I wrote the book eventually. That's fantastic. Can't wait to read it. <laughs> so what resources do you recommend daily tips to anyone that wants to start understanding and ac- accepting themselves? Well, in my book, I talk about three qualities, which are absolutely vital for you to learn to, um, Get to know yourself, mm-hmm. accept yourself, and then love yourself because it goes in that succession. You can't really accept yourself unless you know what you're accepting. Very often we, uh, we don't really know ourselves well enough. We mm-hmm. think that we do, but because we have this vision of perfection, we oftentimes close our eyes of the reality. You know, analogy would be when you fall in love. There is this theory that when you fall in love, because of course in love, it's, it's usually hormones that, that, uh, drug us. But, uh, when we see that person, we actually see an image of, um, an ideal image of what we'd like to have as our partner. Mm. And only with time when, uh, when the chemicals inside our body subside, we start seeing the person for what they are really. Mm. Um, and, uh, a very similar thing happens to our relationship to ourselves because we are perfectionists and we want to be better. There's this vision of a better version of me. And very often that better version of me is an ideal picture, but it is not reality. Mm-hmm. And reality, the further reality is from the ideal, the harder it is to accept it. So for you to get to know, uh, to, to actually accept yourself, you first have to get to know yourself. Mm-hmm. And only then mm-hmm. comes the part of loving yourself. So uh, for that path, you definitely need courage. You definitely need honesty. And you definitely need kindness. And these are the three uh, very important ingredients that I go very deep uh, in my book to discuss and, and, and practice and, <laughs> and experiment with. That's beautifully put. Yes. Thank you. So where can the listeners find you online, your books? What's your website, please, Christina? So my website is christinamount.com and Christina is written in an Estonian name. I have Estonian name. It's Christina with a K and Nand is M-A-N-D.com and then slash book. The rest is easy. 
fantastic. And I will be putting all your links in the show notes. So everyone, please do go ahead and click and get your copy of the book. Thank you for sharing your insightful wisdom and knowledge with us today. And by doing so, you have helped so many others. Christina Mand Lakiani. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. My final question to you is, and we are all about create the courage to be fearless. What is your definition of courage? <laughs> well, uh, courage is uh, ability to act uh, in the face of fear. Uh, and um, it is something which is uh, trainable, definitely. Uh, I was uh, lucky enough to uh, be courageous from the start, I guess, but also go on a uh, four-day training which drilled courage so deep in me that, um, yeah, I, I, I think I'm sometimes uh, willing to do really scary things. But with that said, it is not being uh, careless or uh, daredevil or risking your life unnecessary. Mm -hmm. um, and I think there is always a question, uh, is uh, like, you know, in um, in personal growth, we've been talking about uh, discomfort and expanding your comfort yes. zone for such a long time that sometimes people naturally start questioning, but how far do you do that? Isn't there a time to just uh, enjoy your massively expanded comfort zone? And uh, I agree. I, I had this question for a while. I was asking it of uh, many authors. And uh, the answer that I uh, came up with to myself is, you know, you need to apply courage when it moves you forward towards your goal or towards certain meaning. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and occasionally, yes, it might be something uh, irrelevant because you have to practice that courage muscle. And sometimes you have to do something which maybe doesn't directly lead to your goal, but you need to learn to be more courageous. So sometimes you, you know, if you need to speak on stage, you sometimes might go on a stage, which is maybe not related directly to your business, but you need to practice this muscle. So, that's, that's, I guess, is incredibly important because uh, whatever we do, if we take it in an absolute, may, we may end up in the dead end the same way as, as when we are paralyzed with fear. I'll, I'll share one of my now favorite quotes by Cinderella's mother because it's connected to courage uh, from the 2005 movie. She said, have courage and be kind. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Create the Courage to be Fearless with Anita Matu. I'd love you to let me know what your thoughts of today's episode and what your key takeaways are. So do leave a comment below. It's all about sharing. So if you have enjoyed the content, give me a like and share it far and wide. Post it over on Instagram stories and tag the link wherever you are listening to this episode. Post it on social media, share it with your friends and don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This really helps the show reach more people and together we impact more lives. Thank you and until next time, goodbye for now. <laughs>